What is up, DGAFers? Oh my God, today we are interviewing the most amazing human ever. Her name's Elise Jones. She is the next super trainer for Beachbody, and she created a workout program called Bar Blend. So if you're familiar with Pure Bar, Bar in general, if you're a dancer, that kind of thing, you kind of know what we're talking about. Or maybe you've tried a bar class before like I have um, out of nowhere and realized that it's literally the best workout ever. Um, But anyways, we interviewed her today and I was like so nervous and so excited, but I wanted to kind of give you a backstory on how we even got this interview with this amazing person. And I'm going to throw this to Jenna because (laughs) if it wasn't for Jenna and her ballsiness, she wouldn't have been on our podcast episode and shared all this beautiful information with you guys. That is so true, actually. Um, Okay, so I don't know if you've heard of the five-second rule before by Mel Robbins. If not, you need to go pause this and go Google it. It's going to change your life. Basically, what it means is you have five seconds to act on whatever thought comes into your head. If you don't act on it within five seconds, you're not doing it. So like if you're getting out of bed in the morning, going to meet someone, whatever. Well, I was in Arizona at a leadership conference and... This was right when Elise was, you know, just introducing bar and and really just explaining what it was. She was working out on stage and it was it was so much excitement around this. And I saw her at an actual bar, bar. like drinking no, yes. bar. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so, I see her at a bar and I was like I should go talk to her. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. And I turned around and I used the 5 second rule and I was like, 5 4 3 2 1 go. And I forced myself to by myself to just walk up and talk to her. And I literally like butted straight into her conversation. I was like, excuse me. Um, hi, I just really like what you're talking about. So I wanted to be a part of this conversation. Like I literally <laughs> said something that stupid. And, <laughs> and she was like, you know, really, I, I was just fangirling, wanted a picture with her, wanted to meet her. Within 30 seconds of meeting her though, I was so drawn to her and we just had this connection and we started talking about these deeper things. And she invited me to work out on stage with her the next morning. And I think that in itself, this was when I knew Elise was special because I had no idea if she was even going to remember that she asked me to work out on stage with her. I didn't know what that was going to be like. Like I still, I didn't want to get my hopes up because I didn't know if it was going to happen. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So I ended up going to that workout by myself. It was at 6 a.m. the next morning. And I got up, went to that workout by myself, and she was back, like, kind of behind the stage area. And I made eye contact with her. And she, her reaction, she's like, Jenna, you came. (laughs) And I was like, like, of course. What are you talking about? (laughs) Well, obviously I came. Like, I can't even believe you remember my name. First of all, this is cool. And – from there, like that was just the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I asked her to be on our podcast just because we have so much in common, the way that we talk about personal growth and your mental strength and how really just pushing through and persevering, like you have to do that in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And so when Jenna, I obviously talked to her a lot when she was at the leadership. (laughs) So when Jenna and I were talking on the phone and she told me this story and just told me about like how her husband, you know, loves Ohio State, you know, we're from Ohio, and like he was like so down to earth, and she was so cool, and they were talking about all all this stuff that like we always talk about together, mindset stuff, mm-hmm. just life, whatever in general. I'm like, oh my god, like that was so, I was so excited, and then the one day we were in Jenna's kitchen, and she's like, should I ask her to be on our podcast? Like, what do you think? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, that would be cool. I mean, it vibes with 
what we put out there. I think she would really love to like get her story out there. Plus obviously it would just be cool to be friends with her. I mean, that would be awesome. Right. So uh, Jenna messaged her and she said yes. And then we started messaging back and forth and we got her on the podcast. And I feel like the conversation we have with her in this episode, obviously you're going to learn more about Bar Blend. What is the program? You know, all of that kind of stuff. But she gives you a backstory of just like how she, her, how she grew up and how she's had to persevere through some difficulties and challenges and I don't know. Her story is just so inspiring. And I think when you actually know somebody, like, let's say you're about to like embark on a health and fitness journey or hire somebody as a coach or whatever the case may be, when you like truly know, like where they came from, what their pain and challenges were, and you really understand them, it makes the experience that you're going to go through with them. Even though she's going to be on your TV in your home doing this workout with you, like now you're going to know so much about her Mm -hmm. and fall in love with her even more. I'm pretty sure you'd still fall in love with her if you didn't hear her backstory, but it's just going to give you that connection. And also like, I think you're going to relate to her a lot, which I think is going to help with your overall mindset on fitness or anything. Right. I I think so too. And you know, I mean, you and I talk so much about becoming an overnight success and how it seems like that a lot of times, but really when you look at someone and, and they have this massive success quickly you don't see the work that they put in behind the scenes. And so this episode is really giving you like a backstage pass into everything that she's gone through to get to this point. Love it. So So we're so excited for you guys to listen. Please take a screenshot of this episode. Tag Jenna and I, and also tag Elise too, that you listen to it. So I am at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness. And I'm at fit with underscore Jenna Locke. And Elise is at Elise Joan Fitness. So tag us all. She would totally love it. She'd probably give you a a shout out if you do so. Um, I I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to make any promises. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) so do that. Obviously, rate and review us too. That's like our little tip jar to get our podcast out to more people. We do this totally free out of like the pure excitement of sharing things with you guys and and the love for changing your guys' lives. Hopefully that we do that at some point. Um, But so go ahead and do that. And Ah, I just can't wait for you guys to hear this. I can't either. And stay tuned to the end because we are going to tell you if you're like super inspired by this, we're going to give you some ways that you can do this program with us. Yes. If you decide to do that. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA effer, like don't give a or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGA effer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGA effer who doesn't give a bloop what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. We are here with Beachbody's newest super trainer, Elise Joan. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, she is the creator of the new workout program coming out in January called Bar Blend. Um, and we're going to get into a little bit more about that, obviously. But we really wanted to interview her specifically because 
she really is or embodies, I guess, what our podcast is about and what we want to deliver to our audience, which is your mindset plays such a huge part in everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we're going to touch on fitness, but we just feel like mindset is something that everyone needs to definitely be focused on and working on. And I think she has such a passion for that. We wanted to kind of dive into like your story a little bit more, kind of kind of see where you came from and kind of how the mindset piece became so important to you. Yeah, well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I love sharing the word that we really are the creators of our reality. You know, we can't sit around being victims of things that happen to us. We have to create a mindset of positivity and triumph over these challenges. And um, so I really appreciate being here and the work that you do. Um, You know, obviously, I'm in the fitness world and the yoga world, but really, um, my passion is to use fitness and yoga as the physical conduit to sharing mental and emotional health because it doesn't really help anyone to have flat abs and great arms if you're not happy with your life or happy with who you are and and kind of what you're putting into the world so I mean I you know I'm just recently entered my 40s so my story is pretty long (laughs) Um, so I'll try to you know keep it somewhat brief but you know basically I've had a great life, I had fabulous parents, and um, I was lucky enough to, you know, I have a family that's incredible, but I have been through different challenges in my life that prompted, uh, you know, a couple like pivotal points in life where I had to choose to either define myself as like a victim of circumstances or to turn obstacles into opportunities. So, um, I mean, my story, basically, I was born in Manhattan and my parents um, were getting their PhDs at Columbia. So my parents have PhDs and law degrees. Um, My mom is a microbiologist, biologist. My dad is a physicist. And uh, so they were in the sciences and uh, they were in graduate school when I was born. So I was born in Harlem and uh, my parents, I think they're combined teacher's salary was like $2,000 a year. Um, And uh, so we would just go outside into Manhattan and, you know, they were young parents. They got married really young. They were, I think my mom was 23 when I was born. My dad was 24. And we would just go around the city because we didn't have a lot of money, but we would like make up stories about all the statues and we would ride the subway and we, we knew all of the people in our neighborhood. And it was just a really electric energy to be born into. And uh, then after they graduated, my uh, dad is an oceanographer. So he did physical oceanography. Uh, and he got a job in DC uh, because he was doing some affiliate work with the Navy. So this was like back in like the Cold War era. So he wasn't even really allowed to talk about what he was doing. But I suspect what he was doing was using physics to track the sound waves of submarines and stuff during the Cold War era. So we were we moved to DC to be near um, his his compatriots at the, in the Navy. And um, I grew up in Virginia. My mom said I was traumatized when we moved to the suburbs. She was like, <laughs> you were a little kid, you were like, where's the bagel shop? Where's the subway? Where are all the people who live in my building? Cause you know, I was in an apartment building. And, and, um, so I didn't, I never really took to suburban life from the beginning, but, um, so I, I grew up in, uh, mostly in Virginia. I, my mom put me in ballet classes when I was three because I was constantly running into things and falling downstairs. It's like one of my greatest lessons and the affirmation that I have to use a lot in my life is I am patient because I'm really not very patient by nature. I'm constantly in a hurry so you know getting grounded and learning patience is still a challenge um 
but I grew up dancing with the Virginia Ballet Company, which really infused a love of movement for me. Um, it was a way to be self-expressive. It was a way to kind of find myself and a, a place where I felt safe to just be me. I didn't have to, no one had to understand me or get me. I could just be expressive. So I've always viewed movement as very freeing and obviously keeps you in, in great shape as well. Although I wasn't really thinking about that as a teenager. But um, for me, I went to junior high school. So I was like a super cute kid. And then suddenly I like turned 11 and became the most awkward. <laughs> being. I'm just so glad there was no, I'm old enough that there was like no internet back then. So these pictures are all like pictures that like my mom I'm like mom can you take these pictures off the mantle no one's gonna want to marry me if they think their kid's gonna go through this awkward phase I have I need retainer which is a retainer that you have to unscrew at lunch and then like screw back in because it links your top teeth to your bottom teeth I had these like huge glasses that my mom let me pick out myself and I decided like big red frames was the way to go when I was 11 you know and then I had frizzy hair and I was scrawny so you can imagine I I had gone to Catholic school my whole life up until junior high and then we moved elsewhere in Virginia and I went to public school and I didn't know anything about clothes I'd worn uniforms my whole life I was super dorky and I was young so I was 11 and 12 in junior high school and I was so horribly bullied in seventh grade. I will never forget the name of the girl. And I won't say it because she may have become a really wonderful person since junior high. But um, she was super popular and gorgeous, probably never went through an awkward day in her life. And I was just such an easy target because I was super shy, didn't know anyone. And um, I'll never forget like my third week of school, she put up um, that she did superlatives, she and, and these other girls, and put them up in the bathrooms and handed them out to everyone. And they voted me the ugliest girl in the seventh grade. And you can imagine seventh grade is a long time ago for me. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. And in those, when, when you're that young, you know, you just absorb all of these things oh, yeah. that society places on you. And I absorbed that label. And, you know, I went home and I would cry and my mom's like, what's up what's up and I wouldn't say anything and then I finally did tell my mom you know and I heard her give this girl's mom a piece of her mind <laughs> over the phone I was like so mortified and embarrassed I'm like oh it's just gonna get worse you know but um but the other thing I remember is after school going to ballet and when I was dancing when I was moving I felt beautiful even though I clearly wasn't and that's fine because beauty's on the inside but um it just like it was one of my first experiences where I realized that movement can be very healing. It, it's um, and that's kind of what I want to share. That's what I share in Bar Blend. It's what I. It's why I was drawn to yoga because you know this idea of self improvement and knowing yourself and learning about yourself is such an important part of personal development. So, you know, that was that was a challenge for me. And then I, I did get back into Catholic school for high school. So I had a better time because everyone was nerdy there. So I fit in a little bit better. And uh, I went to William and Mary in Virginia for college, you know, with my parents having multiple degrees. It was just, it was assumed you would go to college. And then beyond that, it was assumed that you would either get a PhD, a law degree, or if you were like a real slacker, just a master's, you know? Um, so I was thinking down that route, you know, I didn't dance is not a real career. You have to have a real career. And, um, but so I was pre-med, so I studied anatomy and biomechanics of the human body, which was interesting to me because I had this very intuitive relationship for 17 years with dance and movement. And now I was getting, you know, the academic equivalent of that. And I was always super inspired by my mom. So my major was biology when I started, that's my mom's 
field. And my mom is a two-time cancer survivor and spent her whole career. The first time she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer when I was just a year old. So, um, you know, she went through it very young and she developed a passion for helping in that field. So her career was spent doing cancer research and she actually developed some really amazing ways that you can use betadine, which is something the human body produces naturally to um, help combat cancer. And they end up using it um, in a lot of different ways. But of course, you know, pharmaceutical companies don't love when something is very cheap and very easy to do and you can do it with your own body. So that's actually one of the reasons she went to law school is because she felt so thwarted by pharmaceutical companies who really profit from keeping people ill, you know, in some ways. Um, And so she went to law school so she could do patent law for inventors and people making strides in cancer research. So that's kind of like a long-winded way of saying that I've always really looked up to my mom and the developments she was making and she got, you know, she chose to do a PhD, but she had gotten into medical school back when women were not getting into medical school. Mm-hmm. She, this was 1969, I think, that she was applying, got in and, you know, really made some strides for women, which is um, impressive as well. And so that was my field. And then unfortunately for my parents, I also found musical theater in college. I auditioned for Guys and Dolls, the musical, and loved it right away. I was able to incorporate dance and movement and so I announced to my parents my junior year that instead of medical school, I was going to be a Broadway star. So needless to say, as the oldest child and like my mom like almost had a heart attack, you know, she's like, you can't move to New York. People do drugs and it's a dangerous and that's not a real job and all these things. But, you know, my mind was pretty made up and she knew better than to try to talk me out of it. So um, that was the career I pursued and I had a lot of good fortune. And I um, remember something my dad said that I think is relevant to what you guys do. Um, when you're auditioning in New York and I had no agent, I'd gone to an academic school, not a conservatory. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing you know, as far as auditioning or anything, but I would pound the pavement. I would wait for hours at auditions with hundreds of other girls who literally looked just like me going for the same part. And at times I would struggle, you know, because it's rejection is just an inherent part of that industry. For every success you have, you have 50 or a hundred rejections. Right. And this got to me, I'm a very sensitive, like emotional being. And my dad is a man, of few words, but he's incredibly grounded. He's probably like the greatest person I know. And, um, you know, so I'd call him upset and, you know, oh, I didn't get this part and I have no money, you know, I'm like, you know, like working four jobs to try to audition and stuff. And I, I loved it, but I, I was struggling with that element. And my dad said, you know, you have to enjoy the process. He's like, failure and rejection is all part of growing. And he's like, I don't know any successful people who haven't been rejected or failed multiple times. And he said, you know, you really have to consider if you want to be in this career, the journey is the career. Like if you're going to wait to be happy until you book a Broadway show, you're going to be waiting a long time and you're going to be sad and miserable. He's like, so I would suggest, and this was really the first time that I'd heard this and I was probably 21. And he said, you know, you have, Basically, in life, you have two options, right? You can change what you're doing, like find a career that's more supportive and more elevating and doesn't reject you, or you can change your mindset about what you're doing. And those are really your only two choices, or you're just stuck in a cycle of constant complaints and misery. And that really spoke to me. And I I wasn't ready to change what I was doing. So I changed my perspective about it. And I would get, um, you know, temp jobs that I loved. I got to work at Calvin Klein with Calvin Klein at Fashion Week and things like that. So I'm like, I'm just going to take jobs that I know I'll enjoy while I'm auditioning. And 
honestly, like as soon as I changed that mindset, almost literally right away, things started happening. Like, it's just amazing how I really think what we give our energy and attention to, we give power to. And it's part of why I have the affirmations in Bar Blend. And it's really amazing. I really believe in that power. Like, it's a very catch-22 because it's hard to get yourself happy and excited about a challenge that you're going through. But as soon as you do, I feel like the universe kind of provides. So, you know, I got my first off-Broadway show, which ironically, it was a musical called Smile, and it was about a high school beauty pageant. And I played the winner of the high school beauty pageant. And I was like, take that, junior high school girls. I'm beautiful. You know, like, it was just a funny moment. And I realized doing that show that there was a lot of great messaging about how we treat each other. And I'm sure those girls had no idea, like, how deeply that impacted me. Or that 20 years later, I'd still remember the trauma and the pain of that and sometimes I still like unless I'm really working on my positivity or my affirmations I sometimes still see that girl like I don't look in the mirror and think god I'm so gorgeous I look in the mirror and think oh I'm a good person and I'm happy and that is beautiful but you know there's still that part of me that how we treat other people and things we say have power Mm -hmm. you know and that is clear and obvious, I think, but what's not so obvious is how we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves also has power. And I feel like particularly as women, um, we're very self-critical, you know, Mm -hmm. at least I am. And most of the women I know are, you know, my husband is amazing. You guys have met him. He's like six, three athlete, like ridiculously handsome. Like if I'd shown my young self a picture of him, I'd be like, wow, I don't think I could ever get someone that good looking. It's also, of course, a wonderful person. But like, I've never once seen him look in the mirror and be like, oh, does does this make me look fat? Or, oh, my hair is so terrible today. I've never heard him be like, oh, I wonder if that sales meeting went well. I wonder if I'm proud. Never. That's so true. I mean, it's like so true. And I'm not saying it's like there's, of course, differences in genders and and there are a lot of men who might do that. But I feel like it's really for women. The number of self-critical thoughts I have before 10 a.m. is shocking. Now, it's down hundreds from before when I started doing this work. But I really want to repurpose our dialogue, women and men, about ourselves. I don't want our go-to to be self-criticism, you know, and we're told and taught by society that, like, we have to be moms, we have to be CEOs, we have to be chefs, we have to, you know, keep the house and have an amazing figure and be amazing and be nice to everyone. We're not allowed to be sad or angry or any of these things. Mm-hmm. We're just taught to, like, hold it all in. And I think that, um, you know, I've, I've learned a lot over the years that it's important that we really repurpose not just our dialogue to others but our dialogue with ourselves as well mm-hmm. and so yeah so I so I had a great career in musical theater which was fun and um I ended up getting a career ending injury it was my uh I got nodes vocal nodes mm-hmm. which ended my singing career in like one doctor's visit so another point at which I felt like, okay, all of this work, and it's so much hard work, and seven years of work where I was doing Broadway tours, having a blast, just getting to the point where, like, the next level would come, and it was all taken away, and that was another time. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. That was all I wanted to do. I had no idea. I had to go on vocal rest for two months, meaning no speaking at all. And um, so I couldn't go to my dance classes. I couldn't do any of that because you just know too many people and it's too hard not to speak. So I walked by a yoga studio that had an offer out front on Ninth Avenue, 100 bucks for three months unlimited yoga. So I'm like, oh, I'm a professional dancer. Of course I can do yoga. That's like probably so easy. So I like 
was totally in my ego and went to an advanced class. I'm like, I'm not going to bother with that. Never set foot in a yoga studio before. I go to this advanced class. I'm like six face plants later. I realize yoga is a little more challenging than I thought. Um, but I also had a very emotional experience on the mat. I just started crying. All the emotions came to the forefront. What am I going to do? You know, and I would just practice, practice. I kept coming back to the mat and another time that movement was very healing for me, like to be able to move through that physically, because there, I do believe there's, you know, in yoga, we talk about the chakras and the energy centers of the body. We need to free them up. And then along with that goes the mental too. And I found that I really loved practicing yoga and that I might have something to share in sharing that emotional part of the healing of yoga with others. So it kind of was an accident that the head of the studio saw that I was having this emotional experience, thought that I might make a good teacher and asked if I would do the teacher training in exchange for teaching the most unpopular class time, which was 5.45 a.m. in New York. I had to take like two subways and a bus to get there. Um, and the fact that I was happy to and excited to was telling me something. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe this is like a real career. Now, this is back in what year was this? This was probably 2003. So there was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. This is back when if you told people you were going to teach yoga, they would like have an intervention because they thought you were going to like never shave again, join a commune, worship Hindu gods, you know. Everyone's like, oh my God, is Elise okay? She's becoming a yoga teacher. Like, you know, what's she going to do? All this crazy stuff, speaking Sanskrit. Like it was not cool. Like now it's super cool to be a yoga teacher because we have like bikini handstanding Instagram influencers. Okay. But back then it was like, no, it was like you were joining a cult. That was the mentality. Um, so I had to, oh, no mom, I'm not, it's not a cult. It's just, I'm teaching yoga. It's like, you know, and they're like, Oh God, this girl again, my mom's like, maybe it's time for law school. You know, it's like holding out the dream that I was going to be a lawyer or a doctor. One day. Um, but I, I found that path. And again, it was an example of kind of being open to things. I had never even done yoga before. Um, so I feel like there's that there's this quote, and I use a lot of quotes. I love reading. Um, but this one quote said, you know, <clears throat> I can't remember exactly how it goes, and I'll probably butcher it, but it's essentially, you know, sometimes we keep knocking on a closed door over and over till like our knuckles bleed, and instead of turning around and seeing eight open doors and through each of those doors could be a future that's suited for you. And that was really how I became a yoga teacher. It, I'd never thought about it before. It's just like all these doors were opening and, and um, a bar teacher came to one of my classes and thought I might be good at teaching bar. And I always loved to learn. And um, my mentors in bar were actually direct protégés of Lottie Burke, who started what we now know as bar. It, a bar came out of something called the Lottie Burke method, mm -hmm. um, which Lottie Burke started when she had a, uh, she was a dancer with a back injury. Mm -hmm. um, so my mentors were really like the OG front lines of this our program. They studied with Lottie Work Method began in 1959 and they were studying with her right away, taught for her, her method for 20 years. So I really learned from the best. And then I would teach and then, you know, someone from Shape Magazine came and was like, oh, would you write an article? So all these things were coming to me mm -hmm. and I was still kind of like not really seeing it as a full career. But then I'm like, why? Why am I not? Look, all of these like, people, yoga teachers would die to like be written up in shape. And, and for me, it just happening. So I felt like it was really... I was being called to do that. And so I did, and I got a bunch of other certifications and loved, I think what I loved most about movement and all kinds of fitness is the personal development that goes along with it. So my classes would be packed, not because, and there were people 
with, you know, been teaching much longer and all these things, but they were focused on the anatomy and like, this is what your iliopsoas is doing. And this is what your rotator cuff is doing. And I know all of that too. And I share all of that too, but I would share it like, Hey, today I woke up, you know, it was a challenging day. And this is the challenge I'm going through. This is something I needed to hear. Maybe it can help you. I would talk about personal development and the feedback I would get from students who would come to class was not like, Oh, thanks for my flat abs. It was, you know, I would get the, I saved all these messages for a long time too. And it was, you know, you helped me get out of an abusive relationship because I developed confidence in myself. You made me see that I was worth worthy of more, you know, these kind of things. And for me, that's what I want to do. And that's, so that's like a little bit of my story about how, how I got to, you know, I really feel like you, Jenna gets me right. Like we got, she got me right away. We met in a bar, like not a bar bar, but like an actual (laughs) cocktail bar leadership. Right. Right. Um, And uh, right away, like we resonated, but I think that there are people who get me and those people understand that the physical, yes, you'll get flat abs. Yes. You'll get great arms and elevated booty, but most importantly, from my perspective, even if you know you need it or you don't know you need it or that's why you came or it's not why you came, you can come for the flat abs. You're going to leave with, I hope, mm-hmm. a heightened self, sense of self-confidence and joy of life and appreciation for mm-hmm. even your challenges that may bring you in a different direction. That is so true. And I, I completely resonate with that. I know Lauren does too because we – I mean, over over our career, we've worked with so many clients and we've found like – you can give somebody all the workouts, all the nutrition plans, but if their mindset isn't in the right place to take something on, they can't yeah. do it alone. Mm-hmm. And so I think just having this community is huge. And that was that's why I was so excited to talk with you on this episode because you get it. You get that. Yeah, I feel like everything you're saying is just exactly what Jenna and I talk about on a daily basis of like through our struggles that we've had. Um, I not going to, I've talked about this many times, but just like with eating disorders in high school and then depression after I had my son and just like mm-hmm. a lot of things. And it's like, and then people will say, you know, well, how do you get your abs after having a baby? And I'm like, dude, that's not like, I don't know. They just came because I'm like falling in love with what I'm doing in the, you know, the mindset piece. And I think mm-hmm. it's huge. And I think it's awesome to have a trainer in your house that gets that and is going to finally like really help you with the mindset piece because I feel like that's kind of been missing but it's coming a little it's getting more popular to talk about our feelings mm-hmm. and to talk about what we're thinking about um, and being okay to not be yeah. okay is great. Yes. <laughs> that, is, that is the key. And I'm glad you touched on your experience after having your son. You know, that's one of the main reasons that I started doing online things, even before beach body training online is because my sister has three kids. And after her first, who's now 15, I mean, he turns 15 tomorrow, actually. Wow. Um, it is, she had a very hard time. She had a very hard time with her own identity. She, she had some postpartum things and she's beautiful and like all of these things and just had such a hard time. So we would Skype, she's in New Jersey and I was in LA and we would, we would just sketch like, okay, Parker's down for a nap. I have 20 minutes. What can we do? And we would mm-hmm. do a workout, but at the same time we would talk like, mm-hmm. you know, and I do it in bar blend too on core day. Like she wanted to do core work. Cause same, you know, how do you get your abs back? It's challenging, but uh, we would talk 
not just about your abs, but like, okay, in order to get your core back, you have to feel centered. What makes you feel centered? What are your core values? Are you living in those? How can you reaccess who you know yourself to be? Because, you know, she felt like she was now just Parker's mom and not mm-hmm. like an individual. And so, you know, hearing her story, Barb Blend is fabulous for prenatal, postnatal, you know, and it's because it, 60 days to help you elevate because so many, I mean, just hearing that you like, I mean, you look at you, you're beautiful, all of these things, like how could you have identity crises? How could you not, you know, how could you deal with depression? People think that, that they shouldn't be feeling that if they have a good life, you know, and it's a guilt, but uh, we're all, we all have things and we all need support and help overcoming them. And that's really my passion is to help particularly women, but men too, like feel their best. And then you become a better mom and a better partner, a better coach. Mm-hmm. It all translates. Yeah. So, so I have a question. Yeah. What advice would you have for someone who hasn't yet tapped into the fact that fitness can be this life changing thing? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. I know. Sorry, we didn't prep you for this one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think honestly, like it go, it's it's a mindset thing, right? A lot of people think fitness is something they have to do mm-hmm. to stay healthy, so they dread it. They've already created a preconceived notion about fitness that it's going to be painful, it's going to be suffering, it's going to be punishment for what their body can't do. And I would love to repurpose the dialogue. So I guess the advice I would give is, I would say, you know. Find something that you enjoy doing physically. Like some people enjoy dancing, some people enjoy swimming. Like find something that you look forward to and then make it a part of your life and and then repurpose your mindset about it. You know, instead of I have to work out, I get to work out. I have a healthy body. And I think I would advise them that, you know, it, it's, it's like anything, like the first few steps are the hardest, right? To set a new routine, it takes 21 days or 30 days, depending on your philosophy to start a new habit mentally and physically. So I would say, you know, find something that you enjoy doing, even if it's just walking your dog, start with that and see if you don't notice some other positive changes happening along with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so when it comes to bar, I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you right yeah. now. Um, so I played softball in college and I'm wow. really used to the insane cussing in your face like leg press, that kind of deal. Okay. So, 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 well, and let's, yes. I mean, when we heard about this workout at first, Lauren was like, Oh, I'm I'm not doing it. She's like, I'm just going to do 80 day obsession again. And I was like, no, you don't even know. Yeah, so I was one of those people. I'll just be, but I'm doing it. I'm There's so excited. A lot of you out there. It's yeah. Not just you. Well, I I took her to a pure yeah. bar well, class. Go, let me just experience it. All right, I'll just go and like let's. So I don't want to speak from a place that I don't know. Right. So we went. Oh my god. I saw your pictures. I right. It's hard. I was dying. I was like looking around, making sure no one was looking at me because everybody was like chill. And I'm like, I don't know how this is happening. Competitor too. If you play softball in college, right. you're like no one is the same way. He played football, and so and he is a competitor. When it took him like four months to come to my yoga class when we were dating, and I finally was like, babe, if you want to continue dating, you're gonna have to come to one of my. It's like what I do, like mm-hmm. but because he's so competitive and he's in the back. Like, I want to do that pose, and like he's trying. You know, he cannot get out. Of yeah. it. it is awesome. Like I think it's awesome, and he has. He now he comes a lot, and he's. So on stage with Jenna doing yeah. bar. We, I, I, we, we have to get him hooked up with our husbands at we some point. We definitely do. Oh, oh my God. 
they like, like maybe at Summit because it's going to be hysterical. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't know if your husbands are. I don't know if they're Ohio State fans. Oh, um, our son's nursery is Ohio State themed. Oh my god! So, so yeah. our dog is. Yeah, I mean, listen, everything Ohio State, but like, no, we have a calendar, and no one is put the game days and at which point I'm either going to watch and cheer for Ohio state or I'm going to not be in the house. Like this is like when, you know, mm-hmm. I know what time mm-hmm. games start and when, and it's so funny. He's so, he's such like a cis, what they call a cis male, just yeah. like masculine dude. And when I got him to do bar and he's sweating and burning and you know, I'm Lala and Joel in the back there sweating and burning and leadership. It is, it's particularly challenging, I think, for athletes who condition their body in a very different way. Bar is just, it's very different muscles. I mean, it's a different way to work your muscles to muscle fatigue with just your body weight and not heavy weights. And, um, you know, I think there are people like, there are people who love, you know, Amwala is such an amazing soul and such incredible energy. But, you know, his style is like the explicit language and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And there are a lot of people that love that, that resonate with that because they're not going to motivate themselves. My style is a little more... Um, inspiring you to motivate yourself and to do it for you not for me not because you're being punished but because I want you to want to do it so I'm a kind of a positive reinforcement person as a teacher Mm -hmm. um and again that's may not be for everyone but I think a lot of people come in with the attitude of I'm gonna hate this why are you so like you know, uh, why do you think you're like Britney Spears up here, like giving positive affirmation or whatever? And, um, but then I think they start to like it. They start to realize that it's good to be celebrated for what you can do. And like you guys said at the beginning of your podcast, it's about celebrating small triumphs. Like you don't wait till you have a Broadway show or you graduate from something like celebrate the fact that you woke up and spent 10 minutes outside getting fresh air walking because you woke up early before work like Mm -hmm. celebrate those Mm -hmm. things and when we start to celebrate ourselves instead of thinking of fitness as a punishment or Mm -hmm. something we have to do it becomes a little bit more joyful and I come out of my comfort zone all the time I will tell you Amwala came by the bar um the actual bar bar. um and uh we filmed a little a little something within five minutes his face was sweating so but there's hilarious pictures that will come out where he looks like he's just being brutalized you know and he wore this like pink tracksuit and everything he's so awesome and I am going tomorrow um to do the work with Amwala so we, we did a little trade-off but the thing is I'm always coming out of my comfort zone like chin-ups no I don't do chin-ups I, I I've never done a chin-up ever in my life, like my serratus, which are the main muscles you need for those. Like I don't really work those that much. So I'm sure I will have my own, um, moment of, of, you know, painfulness, but I think it's important to come out of our comfort zones. I do it. I take kettlebell classes. I, you know, now the past, since June, all I've done is my own bar programming because I want to make sure that it works. I want to make sure that people like you guys who are athletes, who are in great shape, who've done 80 day obsession and insanity thousands of times because you like the physical results, that you will still get to the next level of physical results. And that is my body completely changed. And I was in reasonably good shape before, um, completely changed. Like Mm -hmm, within mm -hmm. a week, I was noticing changes within three weeks. People were like, Oh my God, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're like, and and now I have like abs I haven't seen in years and fitness has been my life. So this program is very effective and it is geared toward the majority of our coaches at Beachbody are in fabulous shape. That's why they want to share the message because Mm -hmm. they know that 
feeling good physically can support feeling good mentally. Mm -hmm. So you come at it one of two directions, right? You either get the physical on point and that helps your mental or you get the mental on point and are motivated to do the physical. Either way works for me. Whatever brings you to the bar, whatever brings you to the mat, like come and have your own experience. And I think it's amazing too because it's very low impact but that yeah. does not mean you're not getting the burn because holy crap. Yeah, uh, no. But yeah. <laughs> you you said at one point though, I mean, you're not using heavier than like three pound weights. I haven't used heavier than two pound weights. The program says oh, you God, can- what am I going to use? <laughs> These arms are legit, have not picked up a weight heavier than two pounds from June until yesterday. And yesterday, I, my friend Brody teaches at Equinox, and I haven't been to class in so long because I've been focused on this program doing my own bar work. So, and he teaches heavy weights, like heavy weights and like jumping cardio. It's called metabolic meltdown. It's like the most insane class ever. So you use like six risers and a step with like 30 pound weights in each hand, whatever. I used to hate it because I just think it was so hard. So I went yesterday thinking, oh my God, it was like the biggest breeze ever after bar blend. I was like, he, he was looking at me like, what the hell? Because usually I'm like grunting and like, and I'm like, oh, 30 pound weights. I added two risers to my step. The guy, the like huge guy next to me is looking, he's got like half the weight I have, half the size step and is looking at me like, what? After class, he was like, because at first I walked in and this guy, I don't even know his name, but he was like, oh, those, those weights are really heavy. I don't think you'll be able to do those. I'm like, oh, so of course I decided that I was going to yeah. regard have some dude tell me what I can and can't be doing but um he looked at me after he's like wow he's like what do you I mean I'm like I do bar I'm like two pound weights that's it and two pound weights on your 30 second rep without a break I think for me is more challenging than when you're doing heavy weights you take breaks right mm-hmm. so like you've done lift four you've done things like that there it's an awesome workout and it's important because we all have to be well-rounded but there's something about the way we work your body and bar that is, I mean, I was rowing part of this class with circuit, circuit, so you row, and usually I'm like the last one because you. It, it's um, a class where the you go to different circuits and the rowers dictate the time. So however long it takes you to row 300 meters is how long everyone's at the station. So I was always like the last one to finish. I was the I beat all the guys oh by like a second or two. But I mean, I'm like this is not even getting my heart rate up. Like bar blend is serious. Everything feels so much easier since I've been doing this. So I I really stand by the effectiveness of the program. It is powerful. It will change your body. And more importantly to me, you know, we have these affirmation cards and all the things that you guys share on your podcast that is happening. That is coming to you during the hard part of the core work, during the hard part of the booty work. I hopefully will be saying some things that make you feel good about what you're doing, wherever, whatever level I have a modifier, a midline and an intensifier. And my results, all, I mean, I did the intensifications um, because I created them. And um, I, in our test group, I wanted to make sure they were like humanly possible. But mine, you know, when we film, I only do the mid-level or modified. Once in a while, I'll show an intensification. But my results are all from modified and mid-level. Wow. Wow. So forget about the intensifier. You could go through bar blend three times. In fact, the ideal way to do it would be to go through it once with the modifier. You will still get shredded. You just do your own range of motion, but you don't do any high-impact jumps. It's all grounded one-pound weights. You will get results. Go through it again. Do the mid-level. Add a, a pound. So you do two-pound weights the mid, with the mid-level the second time through. And then the third time through, try some of those intensifications. But Jenna, this is even since I saw you, I think. 
Um, we have a cast of five. So at any given point, there's five people mm-hmm. in the cast. And we had to hire three extra cast members, dance, because we had, because no one could intensify two classes in a row. They couldn't. Oh they were like they came to us day one and they're like, oh my God, this is too much. It's like, I mean, it was great, but to do two times in a row, they couldn't. So we had to hire extra cast members to rotate out the intensifier. Wow. That's how, ch- and these are, those girls are professional dancers. So our cast, I really wanted it to reflect everyone. Mm-hmm. We have um, two women from our test group who one had never touched her toes or ever done workouts before. And she wanted to get in shape for her wedding, which yeah. she did. She's like a joy and her results and the energy are so inspiring. The other one is in her forties and had done bar before, but never really got the results she wanted. And we have her in midriffs because she's like shredded. She's 44 shredded, shredded, amazing. Like the, the physical results. And then we had a woman named Alexis who also had never done bar. She came in audition. Um, she was a plus size model. And let me tell you, she is no longer able to work as a plus size model. She lost so much weight that like the wardrobe had to take in her pants and then just switched them out by the end. And she was in larges at the beginning when we started and she, all her pants were mediums by the oh time gosh. He finished bar blend. Well, Her I mean, agent was like, dude, you're killing me here. You're, you're like, like not <laughs> anymore. I know. I Well, and I heard you saying that at some point. It was like, like yeah. the production crew was like kind of getting annoyed because they had to keep changing all of everybody's Their outfits. wardrobe. <laughs> I was getting annoyed because I wanted to have body positivity people. I'm like, I want to show people of all shapes and sizes. This workout is safe for everyone. Like there are a lot of women out there, you know, that are intimidated to do some workouts because it doesn't feel good for them to jump. If mm-hmm, you are, mm-hmm. we can't resonate with that because even though I fluctuated in weight for sure, but if you have 50 pounds to, if you have 20 pounds to lose, Jumping does not feel good for you. Yeah. It is not something you want to do and you will get discouraged and you will quit. So I wanted to, this workout is perfect. You're in your third trimester of pregnancy. You don't want, you shouldn't be doing a, that's why like there's a fit test for the work, you know, you shouldn't be doing it, you know, at certain, at a certain point, this workout is for those people and they will feel good. I, I want you, if you're a hundred pounds overweight, I want you to come. I want you to feel good. I want you to feel like, you know, maybe you made it through the first 10 minutes of class and you come back the next day and you do 15 minutes. Great. Celebrate that because when you have weight to lose or when you're in a place where fitness is brand new to you, this program can really elevate you and you'll see results as evidenced by our former body positivity representatives. No, it's, it's really effective workout for all levels. And I want everyone to feel welcome. I want people to know that movement and fitness is designed for us men, women, all ages, all shapes and sizes. Um, and I want everyone to, to feel good. Yeah. The last question I feel like is now I'm just even more jacked to do this, by the way. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm so excited. I want my husband to do it so bad, but he's always, he's already like, I'm just going to do the work again. I'm like, Maybe we're going to oh, get you. Had, I'll send him videos of Nolan doing it. They can do it together. Yes. yes. That would be amazing. So I want my mom's going to be, my mom's already so excited because she can't jump. Mm-hmm. Um, it like literally kills her knee and she's yeah. like, I can't do it. So she's like so excited for this. Oh, um, she finally needs a program that can do that. But I wanted to kind of, I know the stigma of home workouts, like, you know, people maybe who are used to going to, to the bar, like actual class and things like that. Like, how is this going to look in home for people? Um, well, first of all, it's a perfect for in home. You don't need, you could do the whole program without a single prop and just put your hand on a wall for balance. So it's most 
basic level. You can do it when you travel. You can do it in your hotel room. You can do it wherever. Um, but um, the equipment that we even suggest is minimal, one to three pound weights. And uh, the intensifier uses a resistance loop, which a lot of people have already. But one of the great things about this and one of the reasons I used to be one of those people too, would only work out in classes because I for many reasons, one of which is I'm not very self-motivated sometimes. Um, but the great thing about this is you can free your inner self-expression without any judgment. No one's going to be watching you in their $100 Lululemon pants judging you because, look, I've been to bar classes in real life and here in L.A. at least. They do look at you like, what are you doing here? Why can't, like, it's not always the most welcoming environment dancers can be. Mm-hmm edgy let's just say and women who like their their whole life and social circle is going to these classes it can be very clicky i've walked into bar studios where i felt like i was in junior high again you know yeah mm-hmm. when you out at home you do you girl yep. you want to sashay all the way through your living room like do it clear your space take up space don't worry about what you will look like feel how you feel that's what i want you to mm-hmm. feel good and express yourself and if you're worried about what other people like even you were saying you were in bar and you're like oh i hope no one's looking at me yeah yeah that all vanishes when you're working out at home well, yeah you know and this is so oh, funny that that you brought that the lululemon pants up that's actually why i started buying lululemon pants because i was going to pure bar classes and i wore shorts the one time and they had to ask me to not wear shorts again are you kidding yeah. are you serious well because you're like on the floor with your legs up covered in oh, mirrors okay. and i was like mortified i'm like chad we have to go to lululemon right now and i need to buy a hundred dollar pants i don't <laughs> like, own a pair of lululemon so i would probably be sticking out like yeah. a sore thumb i mean and so. then, oh i was like because they go with full face makeup and they have to yeah. take off their 19 pound diamond rings to like work out and it's sometimes some like I, this is why I love Equinox where I teach it's very down to earth it's very real but like bar studios I've taught at them and I've been like oh my gosh and it, sometimes you can't when I was teaching classic bar at bar studios before I went to Equinox like infuse some joy in bar classes because now pure bars uh, now it's different and now they have some fun options they have younger teachers and stuff back then it was more like classical Pilates where like this is how bar is. This is the Lottie Burke method, and this is what you teach. And there is no joy. It is discipline. And you're like, whoa, you know. And these women would come in and just be like, ang, just be like, so not like the energy was so hard to get them revved up. And so when you're working out at home, like I, I hope that you'll enjoy inviting me into your living room. I try to be positive, and I share hilarious. Like honestly, when I'm filming, I, I spent four months rigorously creating this program mm-hmm. for you know I. 12 hour days. I have an amazing, um, his, it's called a development tech. His name's Dane. You may know him from MM 100. He was in the cast of MM 100. He's actually a classical Pilates, like master trainer. So we work together because I have a Pilates mat certification, but not like reformer Cadillac certification. So he helped with that. So it just, I'm so proud of this program. It's so comprehensively thought out. And he would check and go, ah, that's too hard. Ah, no, you know, so like, Mm -hmm. it's an incredible program. Um, But I spent so much time and energy developing it, practicing it, doing it with the test group, making changes based on real human bodies. In our test group, we had track athletes who were men and we had women who had a hundred pounds of weight to lose and were 60 and everyone was having fun. Everyone was getting results. Um, so I worked so hard on that so that when the cameras rolled for day one, when we started filming, I could stop thinking and just be, and the cameras vanished. And I was talking to you. I was talking to our coaches. I was talking to the people that I want to reach with this mindset of elevating your mentality. And 
sometimes I'm like, someone's going to yell cut because I just told a story that was so random. They're like, that story made me feel so good. I'm like, okay. So like, you'll learn a lot about me. I share stories of like different challenges I've gone through and I'll, you know, share about like hopefully how ways you can elevate and how you can use these affirmations. And I I think it's a really has the potential to be life changing if it can reach the people that Mm -hmm. want to feel good about what they're doing, even while they're elevating. Mm -hmm. I do too. So do you, do you have like a meditation practice or every single morning that you do? For yourself? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you that I like spend 20 minutes meditating and like only drink kale juice. Um, <laughs> I, like, I do have a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I meditate about five minutes every morning, sometimes three to five minutes on my own meditation. We have a balcony. I live in an apartment in Venice. Um, and so I'll sit out there with my coffee and do that. But for me, I do more what I consider moving meditation. So this would be like when I'm walking my dog, when I do my own yoga flows, when I do bar moves. Mm-hmm. For me, um, sitting still is still a challenge. Like it references back to my patience thing. And I think bar blend in and of itself is like a moving meditation. It's inspiring. It's all of those things. So I have my own practice of that because mm-hmm. um, I think – for me, it's most important to start my day intentionally. So I wake up really early. I'm an early morning person who ever thought I'd become that. But, you know, and I love spending time with Nolan. He gets up early for work too, but I get up earlier so that I have a journal and in the journal I write in like my gratitude list is the first thing I do. And then I do, um, what are my goals for today? And then I do like, I'm only allow, allow myself to put three things on my to-do list, like three achievable things that I can then cross out and feel like I I'm victorious. I'm not going to put on there like lose 20 pounds or, you know, create world peace, like Mm -hmm. achievable things. And then I do a little meditation over coffee. And then my husband and my dog wake up and go on a family walk. But um, I do think how you start and finish your day is very important. Mm -hmm. That's why I think bar blend would be perfect to do in the morning or at night. Um, But yeah, I start and finish the day with gratitude lists and remind, and I put my challenges on there too, because it's my challenges Mm -hmm. that have led me you know, to where I am now. So I'm obsessed with you. I was by just, the way. I was just going to say, I like, we were oh friends. My gosh, likewise. Okay. Like, we could, I could talk. To you guys <laughs> I know. Like we were friends before this, but like, that's literally, that's why we were laughing when you were saying that. Cause that's literally the same well, practice. This is the kind of conversations I like to have with people. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. when we're out to dinner and stuff like this stuff, like gets me excited. Like, and you know, sometimes there's people in your life that don't like to talk about this kind of stuff. And you kind of have to talk about what they want to talk about, which is fine. But I just really enjoy just this. This has just been amazing. Awesome. I'm just blessed that Jenna was courageous to say hi. I <laughs> you story about your five second rule. I didn't know that. I've That's never, awesome. I've never told you. That. I was literally like, I should say hi. I'm like, no. And then I was like, five, four, three, two, one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so and you know what's so funny? It's like that because that leadership, no one really knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I share if you heard the story. I shared it on one of my coach calls, but. So there's a there was an a, a big elite party the first night right mm-hmm. and I, I I went up to I because I have a guy Gib is his name he's awesome he works for Beachbody he's like gets me where I need to go and he's like okay well you're a super trainer you don't need a wristband just just go in so I go and the guy at the 
counter is like, I'm sorry, you need a wristband to get in. I'm like, oh, they didn't actually tell me that I, they actually told me I didn't need one. He's like, no, you need one. So we need to go to the back of the line and then we'll see if we can get you a wristband, but it probably sold out. And if you were supposed to be here, like he was super nice, but he was like, no, you, I couldn't get in to the party the first night because no one knew who I was. So I finally am like, actually, I'm Elise. I'm created Barclan. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Of course. But like no one knew who I was. So when Jenna, when you came up to me, I was like, oh my God someone recognized me it was like so exciting for me so you never know the impact you're gonna have on someone because literally people would had no idea Mm -hmm. like when I was at the parties too until Carl introduced me you know people are like how long have you been a coach and I'm like I'm yeah not a coach but I wish I was because everyone there is like all the coaches are so happy oh, uh-huh. and so liberated and yeah. I'm like, you guys are like my people. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, when you came up to me, it actually made me feel really good that someone oh. recognized me and knew what I was about. <laughs> that, so, um, so it's amazing. So and sometimes you don't know. Well, yeah. How, Cause how you because yeah, I was just totally sure. fangirling like I just wanted a picture with you to be <laughs> completely honest. And then we started talking and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like we have so much in common. I can't wait to talk more with you. No, I love it. I have to say like leadership was so special to me and super Saturdays when I get to connect with coaches, you know, I love it. I love the conversations. Mm -hmm. I love the people I've met. You guys are all so inspiring and, um, it's just been a real pleasure. Mm Oh, well, well, I thank you so much for taking this time. I know we could talk for another like three hours or something. We should do like a FaceTime drinks. One yes, day that would be so fun. <laughs> now you're time. speaking our language. We're in. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Seriously. Thank you so much, Elise. I mean, we, we can't wait till January and we're going to be. Oh, yeah absolutely yeah, ripped with you comes out on Monday and like what's really cool I didn't know that they did this I'm sure you do as a coach but um so the sample workout anyone can do mm-hmm. meaning anyone like so my goal is to really bring in people to beach body who haven't already done like mm-hmm. yes we want to reach the coaches you guys all know what's up but like want to get the people like get the sample workout to as many people as possible mm-hmm. and see who you know can join our beach body community because i think the accountability and the community is what keeps people going like anyone mm-hmm. can start it but i think when you have a, the coaching community and the beach body community and accountability but like supportive accountability it's a life changer and a game changer mm-hmm. so i'm just hoping to get as many people into the community as possible and i think this program is a good way to to get those people who may think that fitness is not for them. I yes, do. don't worry. We already got our email ready and the sample oh workouts God, ready to be in for people. So if you're listening and you want it, let us know. We'll send it to you. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, guys. Thank you so much. This is amazing. So we will be in touch soon. Okay. Thank you, guys. I mean, I just have never met a more genuine human in my entire life. Yeah, somebody I can just, I literally felt like I could just keep talking to her. And I, I didn't even think I said that in the episode. Just like I could talk to her for forever. Forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. So anyway, if you are as inspired as we were and are by Elise, we would absolutely love for you to do this full program with us. So it's going to be 60 days bar blend in your living room. You can also, I love that she was talking about how you can do this on the go. You don't need equipment. Mm -hmm. You can do this from your hotel room. You really just need a way to stream it. And the weights that you're going to use are going to cost you like a penny because they're a pound. Yeah. So it's going to be the cheapest 
investment in terms yeah. of equipment. I've actually ever. I've actually used candles before as weights. I feel like this. I'm gonna have to like not use weights. Yeah. I don't know. Probably. So yeah. anyways, anyway, so beyond the point. Beside the point. So we're the, the point is we're gonna be in the trenches with you going through this entire program and getting our asses kicked by Elise as well. Yes. So we would love for you to do this with us. If you're interested in joining, you just need to go to the show notes and click the link. We have a quick Google form that you'll fill out. And that will give you all the information you need to do this program with us. Yeah. And you know, Elise did mention in the episode that there is going to be a sample workout that you're able to do. So if you're wanting to just test it out, maybe you've never done bar before, maybe you have, and you're like, what is this all about? Um, (laughs) So we do have that free sample workout. So just, you know, that'll be included in there too. So let us know. And we're so excited.